Alright, and we are live! Hello everyone, and welcome to Handle Whisker. We are presented by the Slashing Cast Podcast Network, discussing horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. With me tonight, as always, are both of my co-hosts. We have Holly Hooch and John, and guys, what uh, what a week it's been. I am exhausted. Uh, I've been working seven days straight. It's been a busy week. I got uh, some goodies both uh horror related as well as a new puppy so like it's it's been a very tiring but exciting week and you know i mentioned last week i ordered a blade one by one replica from puppet master he came in he's uh he's right over here nice. let me let me make sure he, he has his hat. <laughs> oh my gosh look at that yeah so uh you know if i Suddenly disappear and get murdered in my sleep. Do you ever? Culprit. <laughs> well, no, this guy. It was this guy. <laughs> Do you ever like get actually scared of your props, or are they like, eh, they're just toys? Nah, nah, I don't. But yo, know, they're they're I, not like right beside me either, so you know, you never know. <laughs> I learned a really good little trick. If you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you get scared by something, mm -hmm. you just give into the darkness. Mm. Just tell them, listen, I'm with you now. You let me know what you need, but I got to get back to sleep right now. <laughs> just get right into that evil. Uh -huh. ah, okay, so just succumb to it and everything will be all right. Uh, that's that's kind of like the op that would kind of be like the opposite of just taking a blind leap of faith in this case, since you're succumbing to darkness in that case. But anyway, so I'm your host, Tumbly Drunk, and, uh, you know, tonight we are wrapping up our... Uh, Intemophobia, which is the fear of bugs, which we've been highlighting throughout the month. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, let's end this on a more lighthearted note. Uh, we'll do more of a B-horror movie uh, slash comedy. I mean, this is quite literally a B-movie because it does feature killer wasps in this case. Uh, and, you know, we already had, like, the genetically engineered cockroaches, so why not some mutated killer wasps what you know whatever we'll, we'll dive into that but just a few reminders for you guys out there uh watch parties on stream lounge every thursday night i'll be watching a puppet master 3 uh with the introduction of six shooter uh in puppet master 3 we just <laughs> met uh torch last week because we watched the second one uh three being a prequel in the series uh, and if you guys are looking to support the show, just as a friendly reminder, we also have merch available on our Tee Public, uh, and you can find us on uh, Hanta Whisker there. But anyways, tonight we are talking Stun, released in 2015. Uh, this debuted at Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, it was a directorial debut by Benny Diaz. Uh, has... You know, one fairly familiar face uh, with our genre and a couple of the onions in this case. Uh, but all in all, you know, I wanted to have, you know, we've had some very serious movies, <laughs> uh, especially last week uh, with bugs. So, like, I felt like this was a good way to just cap off the month. And I know I know it's a little paint by the numbers uh, in some spots, but it's definitely an entertaining watch. It is. I had a fun time watching it, and I have to admit, like, you know, we've we've got we've got some notes. 
Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of times where I was like clutching my pearls. And so I thought, you know, a movie that can get me to do that. I'm pretty excited to watch. (laughs) How about you, John? Yeah, it was cool. Things I liked about it and some things I thought were iffy about it. Uh But it was good. It's like, it's a really competently made movie. It, It feels like a real movie. And that's saying a lot for some for lower budget horror True. movies nowadays because I think we all know what we're talking about when we come across those movies where it's just like this isn't even a real movie this is like <laughs> yeah. some people got together with a video camera and they went out to the woods behind their and house and they made a tax uh, they, what do you call it a tax right off tax right off <laughs> and uh, and it's just but this yeah no, it, is, it was a a well made movie it was but, but we have to uh what started the beginning? Yeah. Oh, but, but before we do that, like, what were your general thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had already seen this one a couple of times, actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was the first time watched for both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was one of those movies that, you know, I I like the sort of like throwback to like the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. style, like sci-fi creature features, and this one does a fairly good job at that. Obviously, there's a lot of humor entailed mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, but, you know, there is a good amount of practical effects in this movie. Uh, but, you know, with that, yeah. there's also good. there's also CGI in the movie. And that is definitely where uh, some more of the issues that I had with it personally came ah. up with the CGI. Uh, but, you know, just seeing more practical effects is always fun. But the most ludicrous thing about this movie is the way it ends <laughs> because it sets up. Uh, one of the most preposterous sort of scenarios that you could possibly have by even by B movie standards, because it does not make any fucking sense. <laughs> no, no. And it's funny you should say that because uh, we, we actually watched it yesterday. We watched the majority of it. Uh, not yesterday. Uh, l- during our last after our last recording, mm-hmm. uh, you know, John was hanging out and then we went like, hey, you know, let's just throw on, you know, let's throw on stuff and see what that's all about. And I remember thinking at one point, I'm like, John, I wonder how will they broach how will they broach the subject of the science? <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. They just couldn't. There's no scientists. <laughs> and I was proven wrong. <laughs> and that was pretty fucking hilarious. Wait, was there a scientist? No, there was not, but they no. did actually try to explain the science. Yeah, no, they did. They did. <laughs> Very briefly, almost as a throwaway kind yes. of line. And then <laughs> And we also disagreed about the the house. And you're like, look at that shithole. It looks super European. I bet that was filmed in Europe. I'm like, that looks like a beautiful, awesome, rustic mansion. <laughs> I don't think I said it was a shithole. Maybe I you said, did. I think you, you no, did. The character shithole. of the movie, I think, oh, you said it was a shithole. And maybe you were, I don't know if I, I might have been, I might be projecting. No, but I was, <laughs> I called out the fact that, because I, I didn't watch. I when I finished watching the movie, I actually started at the beginning, and it mentions the, the you see a lot of German names in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. But I called. I didn't. I missed that, and I called out the fact. I was like, "This isn't filmed in America. This is definitely filmed in Europe because this giant manor house it's and the countryside like doesn't shit. quite. I look, like old shit. Know. But yeah, it turned out they were, had filmed in Germany and. Uh, no, but you were saying, the funny thing is, I was going to bring this up, is you were saying, because the character in the movie says, what a shithole. Oh, okay. And you were like, it's always funny to me, like, when so when characters will show up 
at a location and say that it's a shithole. I'm like, it's a it's freaking mansion. Not, like a shithole. <laughs> Look at this fucking old, you know, good bones. <laughs> that place is, is massive. That is I know. Place. I was like, I'd rather live there. I don't know about you. <laughs> Give me all the candelabras. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need electricity if I've got a mansion. <laughs> all right. So just a couple of tidbits. Uh, you know, I, I already mentioned some of them, so I'm not going to re-go over them. But the concept for the movie actually came from uh, the writer Adam Aristide who had worked as a caterer for an outdoor party that had a bad wasp infestation problem. Uh, so he was really projecting in this one, uh, trying to, uh, to to dig through that issue. Uh, but I, I think the most important thing about this movie in regards to like any thing that you could pull from it is there is a very specific Easter egg when it comes to the chemical being used in the fertilizer which actually causes the mutations because the container uh, actually has the name trioxin on it, which is the same chemical that reanimated the dead in Return of the Living Dead. Oh, you know, I I didn't know that, but when you started talking about the chemical, I'm like, it's got to be the chemical from (laughs) Return of the Living Dead. It's a great movie. And also the one character with the hunchback he also He's mentions famous. mixing human growth hormone yeah that's the science part that's when he gets when that's when it gets sciencey yeah, yeah. For a moment, <laughs> and everybody's that. like and then everybody just like you know agrees with it, like you asshole look at what you did you killed us all and you're like really he's just an asshole who makes one thing with another thing like i don't understand why you think that this is why things this is happening but um but i guess it was it so i guess i'm the dummy <laughs> <laughs> I did. Speaking of it, I, I I definitely agree that it has that fifties uh, aspect to it, and I I did think I wanted at the beginning of the movie. I kept thinking like I want like a, a scene, like the opening scene of the movie to be like the guys in the lab coat with the lab where like the hornet escapes, or like and then it go meets the guys in the white. Like, like arachnophobia, where yeah. like you know, with the, the spider in the in the mm-hmm. in the shitty coffin that mm-hmm. like sucks the the juices out of the corpse, and then it goes meets with a little tiny spider. Totally, because that's how that works. Yeah. Or showing like uh, you know, like in the beginning of that movie, the host, the Korean oh. monster movie, where it starts where they're like dumping chemicals in the river. And I love that, those parts too. I kind of wanted that. I was like, I feel like that's a bit. That's even if they did it in this movie with the, that character, with like you know the 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 mama's boy character yeah. and like him mixing shit and things like bubbling. Yeah, show him doing it. Yeah, and then it would have been you know like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it would have been a better sell. Is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So between that character, who was also he played um, the mass murderer in Capote, Capote, right? Well, I know for sure. I just don't know if I'm pronouncing that writer's name correctly. But, uh, I mean, he's a really good actor. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, and I can't believe I can't remember this dude's name because he's in fucking everything. Oh, uh, Lance Henriksen. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. And he was there, of course. I like that. That's a good party. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, also no stranger to creature films uh, himself. Uh, but yeah, so just looking at the cast, you have Jessica Cook, who plays Julia, who is the stress out caterer owner uh, who uh, isn't 
really too fond of Paul's shenanery in this movie, but obviously there's that uh, tension between the two throughout, which eventually gets resolved after all of the chaos ensues as they fuck each other in the back of the ambulance. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you also have Matt, Matt O'Leary, uh, who plays yeah, who plays Paul, who is the slacker bartender, who is just madly in love with Julia, uh, and finds himself as the film Zero uh, in this. You have Lance Henriksen, who is Mayor uh, Carruthers, uh, who is basically just attending the party with the rich elite assholes. Uh, I don't know if there's an election coming up, but, you know, he's got to keep his appearances uh, so he can keep, you know, the support in that case, as well as Clifton Collins Jr. as Sydney, who ends up being uh, kind of like the big bad because he ends up getting controlled by uh, the wasps later in the final. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I wish I kind of part of me kind of wish that little bug had his own pair of glasses, too. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been great. <laughs> And, uh, and I, well, I don't want to skip ahead, but uh, yeah, we'll talk later about the part that I particularly like the most about the movie. But um, I, I did enjoy the, the, uh, the chaos once the, the wasps mm-hmm. start taking over the party. Although, like, the whole, like, oh, I got stung. And so three seconds later, an entire human-sized <laughs> wasp is going to break out of my, my body. That was a hard sell for sure. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I am buying the whole, uh, we still got the face stuck on every wasp because of how they break out of the bodies. I'm like, you know what? I don't mind that. That's good. Let's keep that. <laughs> yeah. That was, I thought that was awesome. That I was, I, they, I felt like they should have emphasized that more because some of the, they did actually a cool job of some of the bigger wasps mm-hmm. would, like you could tell that it because they, they showed like around? the face like oh like at the, the end with the cow one, ones you know mm. and I always wish they'd play that up more where each of the big ones was had its own kind of personality because of who they came out of and mm. which they kind of did but I wish it just pushed a little more toward into that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and more crazy more crazy more over the top I think for yeah. And it, and it's also like the there weren't any real consistent rules about what kind of capabilities these gigantic wasps have. Apparently, zero sense of smell. They can't really hear that well. They can't really see that well. Like it's just like okay, so they just they're just real stabby and they fly. Some of them and the gestation period. Oh yeah, that's their superpower. It, it's, <laughs> it, we've talked about this before, and uh, and it came, it comes up again to this movie. Where I, I'm a fan of lore in Holly, in horror movies, and this movie needed its lore and its At rules a, to be spelled out more binder. clearly. Yeah, even if it was a binder. <laughs> it was yeah. the only binder. <laughs> the guy. That's the thing. It's like even at the bare minimum. If you don't have an actual ancient tome that you can pull off of the library shelf, you should at least have your own binder that you mm. built yourself. Or a tiny little science lab that you've been fucking with mm-hmm. because you're you're kind of a rich recluse somewhere mm-hmm. that's just been fucking with things too much. Yeah, that was a little too unexpected. I wish they would have done a little bit more like of that. he was a kind of a mad scientist, but they yeah, should have played they that more. Yeah, mm-hmm. push that a little because. <laughs> Felt like I mean they went out of their way to give him like a hunch sort of like yeah. Igor style and, and it, yeah and I did really like that he was a mama's boy that was a nice touch mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, he was just trying to look out for his mom, making sure that she had a floor yeah, and flowers, you know? You know, the whole point is so she can host this garden party, uh, which is where everything takes place at this uh, German mansion, basically. Uh, so we set the stage at the party. So you have Julia, who has recently taken over the family business following her father's passing. Uh, so, like, all that pressure's been put on her, and she's trying to, you know, make sure everything is going off without a hitch. Of course, you know, first time out, things go awry, big shocker there. Uh, and, you know, I've already talked about kind of, like, the love-hate relationship she has with the bartender uh, who is under her employee in Paul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of, like, sprinkled throughout the film. So you kind of have, like, the first half setting up uh, the party, just getting a general feel for, like what the environment is is at this party, which not really a whole lot happening because, you know, it's a bunch of, like, old rich people uh, in this case. You know, some people are drinking, but otherwise they're just sitting there, you know, not 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 very happening in this case. Uh, but, you know, what I thought was interesting is once things start to unravel, it, it felt a little inconsistent in the sense that, you know, for a minute there, you just had the wasp hitting everyone and just straight up murdering people. You don't really have a lot of the uh, larva aspect of it until right. a little bit later. So at one point, it's just a lot of stabbing. And then later on, you kind of go more into the mutation aspect. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of like where things get a little jarring for me because, you know, you have these really cool moments where you see, like, the chest burst or ripping open the mouth and things like that when you have the giant wasps appearing, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, But, you know, I I felt like if they focus more on that and then just upping the amount of gore over just going through, okay, we're just going to stab everyone initially to create the initial chaos to cause everyone to shelter in place inside, uh, which, of course, also doesn't really work all that well either. Uh, But the gore aspects of this movie were fantastic. I just wanted more of that because this movie does a fairly good job at having the right amount of attention in regards to the humor and the horror elements, which is pretty important for this kind of movie. Because more times than not, you definitely have uh, the more comedic aspects toned up to, like, 12. And then a lot of the other things don't really follow suit. A lot of it falls under. So, you know, as much as I like this movie, there are also things that I just wish were more balanced out. And really, the gore aspect of it, for me, is the one thing that could have added a little bit more pop. So I wanted more of the transformations, because they are cool but we, we just, I need more of that goodness because that's really the standout things of this movie. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, earlier when I was talking about, oh, I'm going to hold off talking about my favorite part of the movie, which um, it, it was one of the gorier parts. So when um, the bartender has already been kidnapped and he is in the lair of the mother wasp and, you know, there's mama's boy there with his little shoulder puppet and he's trying to get this grub into uh-huh. him and he's and he's all like well she chose you and you know he's real weird about it and he and he's like really very slowly going up to him and trying to you know give him this grub and like that's when I, it was so gross <laughs> like i had a i had a really fun time with that scene because like i don't know i was really grossed out i was really immersed 
They got me. They yeah, got me. and it's it's not like it's a small grub either. Like the no, thing is the size like, of his face. It's <laughs> bigger. <laughs> I like the shot oh. when uh, she just drops the grub on the pile of. Uh, the the sterno, sterno, yeah. And she drops it and it lands on its back and it's like, like it's <laughs> it that's a good grub. It's kind of cute grub. But I really liked uh, the idea that the giant wasp, you know, because in real life, wasps will plant their eggs in another creature and then it's it's where they got the idea for the alien movie. And then oh. the wasp will eat its way out of the the victim. I really liked how the giant wasps are so big that they actually fill the entire body of the host. And then before they burst out, the person starts kind of acting like an insect <laughs> in their head. It's twitching around like the grandma, you know, mm-hmm. when she started to change. I really liked that. And then they just kind of like pull out of them. Yeah. And like, they didn't really explain <laughs> how mama's boy didn't have like a full transformation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy Shoulder Puppet. I mean, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Especially because, like, they would sometimes move at the same time. I'm like, oh and they were, more, they were clearly more intelligent than Ross, too. Because, like... It was, like, the evolution, right? Mm-hmm. So here, we're making up the lore for them. Lazy! Well, they kind of... Because you can see... It, it seemed like they were trying to imply almost that if the wasp that the wasp gestated inside the person and then they like gained intelligence from that person it sort of seemed like they were trying to imply that but because the grandma wasp sort of attacked the the mama's boy like and seemed to be like specifically mad at him Ah. as like the grand because remember how the grandma got mad at him before she died yeah so it seemed like they were she was, trying to sort going of after him. do okay. something with that. But I did enjoy like the the scenes in the in the mansion, like that were just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. I was like, those are a lot of fun. Just yeah. a lot of like blowing through fucking walls and shit. And to your point, I thought all of the special effects, including the CGI for the most part, were pretty good. Even like the one where they're leaving the the mansion and the gigantic, fully formed, gigantic wasp that's like reddish. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, on the fakish side, but I, I stared at that thing a long time. I said, you know, the-, <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I didn't like was the uh, Wasp on Fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was rough. That was like very sci-fi channel. And, uh, yeah, and, sci-fi. and then even Big Hartford sci-fi channel. Like the Asylum movie kind of style. <laughs> Although I did love it when like the cops were approaching. That's like the big like twist at the end, right? Which, well, let's just ruin it. Right away. So the big twist at the end is like, they never got away. The wasps are coming for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cop is looking to see, uh, you know, this dead wasp and that, that they like smashed into a tree. And then he gets taken out by a, a giant uh, um, steer head mm-hmm. because the wasp has just ripped out of this gigantic steer into an even bigger wasp. Mm-hmm. And had the cowbell still on it. That's what it was. It was raining at the end. Yeah, and it ran, yeah, the cowbell rings like at the end of the movie. <laughs> and see, that ties into where I wish there was more lore and explanation because it seems like they're trying to imply that like this ex, this even huger wasp is huger because it was born in within this big cow. Mm. And also the human growth hormone thing. I don't know if you've ever seen cows that are they give cows. The oh, that's right. Over, and then they turn into these giant, 
mutant buff cows that look totally They gave a shit ton of milk. Mm-hmm. And meat. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I thought the implication was sort of that this was a huger version because of that. I mean, that's my current theory for why my cousins and I are taller than our parents. <laughs> oh, we drink a lot of milk growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. Very little water. Build strong bones and teeth. <laughs> I'm sure I'm crazy because of it. But, <laughs> the, but to, I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but I think it's, I feel like it's kind of fine in this movie because this movie is very like. It's very straightforward. Yeah, it's extremely <laughs> straightforward. It's not like a linear story. It's yeah. just kind of like <laughs> run around avoiding the, the bad guys and, or getting killed. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> the party and then the chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and on one hand, I can appreciate that. Like, yeah, I, was I feel like that was a, a definite decision where they were like, we're just going to, the the wasps are going to attack, everything's going to go crazy, and then it's going to be an hour of craziness. Yeah, they even like went through the effort of like making sure that the majority... Basically, all but one of the characters that got killed off were just kind of, we got to see their bad side, right? So everybody, you're kind of like, like, I don't care if this person dies kind of thing. <laughs> Except for the housekeeper who was really nice and it was, you know, friends with a, with a girl's dad. And, you know, I haven't bothered to learn anybody's name. No, but yeah, I can't remember <laughs> any character's name in this movie at all. <clears throat> but I felt like the story bits, the... the <clears throat> the parts where there wasn't craziness and they would kind of slow down and have the story. That's where I feel like this movie was kind of weaker. Cause it was just like, it just felt kind of like, okay, like we're going to take a few minutes here and we're mm-hmm. going to hang out and chat for a bit. Until and we're gonna the next throw in the sexual tension, <laughs> yeah. not even tension, because I mean like, uh, she was completely disinterested at first. And then the whole, the whole point that they're trying to make is that as he's becoming, you know, you know, uh, more more courageous mm-hmm. and more of a, um, a, a stronger person than she is developing, you know, an attraction to him, which is a very valid sort of like plot device. Mm-hmm. But they just turn it around too quick. And not only that, because the movie isn't really built to give uh, those kind of moments real credence. So mm-hmm. like really like they'll go through a, a big sort of... Um, crazy scene and then all of a sudden she's attracted to him and then all of a sudden they want to go at it and i'm like maybe i'm getting old but i i'm like i'm not particularly interested in banging at this point you know, like, <laughs> I know that, that, there's a scene later in the movie not in the ambulance but before <laughs> where he's like talking about like do you like making out and it's serious like it's not <laughs> for laughs it's like meant to be sort of a romantic scene and it just felt like so like nobody would really be doing this and if if he was doing that in that situation he's deranged you know (laughs) because he's like hey like they're you know all the getting attacked and murdered by giant wasps and he's like do you like making and if they haven't established their age i mean can we look up how old these actors were during the filming of the movie because um it kind of looks like there's a good like seven year gap and i'm like yeah i'm like yes and and they were definitely they were trying to do the thing where he's kind of like the goofball but he's in he's like endearing but he's endearing because he juggles but it walked like that actor was good ultimately and i think he kind of saved 
the role, but I feel like the character isn't that endearing, really. Mm. And she was a good actress, too. I like, mm. I mean, everybody was decent actors. I didn't think there yeah. was like bad, bad actors, but like there was just a little bit of bad writing. Okay, I'm looking it up really quick. Uh, Jessica yeah. was 26. Uh, and Matt O'Leary was born in 87, so he would have been a couple years older. So, like, 27, no, not too bad. So, they're pretty close. Bad. I take yeah. it back then. I was just being mean for no reason. But there <laughs> isn't a lot of chemistry between them. And I don't even mean natural chemistry, but even the script doesn't really, like, mm -hmm. do things to make or it Or at least seem pair like them up. Yeah, like, they don't show them in... Because, in, in, I mean, she is shown as being... Uh, you know, uh, uh, she's strong, she's intelligent, and she is willful. Like, she wants to make this business work. Mm -hmm. He's shown as being, like, very... Um, Bill Murray. Not worse. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, just kind of like... Uh, I can't even... I'm trying to think of the words. Like, he's not exactly an idiot, but he's just kind of like... A goofball. A goofball that has that takes no accountability. But no, but not even that, because he takes a little bit of accountability. Like he, he kinda, does his job well. He's kind of surly, which is unlikable about him. Like he's not just mm. a goofball, he's actually kind of an asshole a little bit too. Like the way he sort of interacts with people a little. But because he's kind of like he kind of does that thing where he's like too cool for school kind of thing. <laughs> And it's just, you know, it's like, are you really cooler than everybody around you? Or, you know? <laughs> and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about some of the other characters in the movie, because I thought, like, you know, everybody had a, a good ounce of interest to them, which I liked. So the musician was a lot of fun. I mean, like, the, um, he was really interesting, and, and I thought he was pretty funny. So um, I enjoyed the interactions. I thought the death scene that he got probably could have been a little bit more comedic. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's already like a one-man band. Like, I mean, come on. You know? We could probably pump a couple more laughs out of that. And, uh, and then he had a lot of, like, a variety of, like, creeps and, and jerks. Oh, yeah, like the creepy older guy. Oh, oh, right. And then later, when he's like, aren't you a doctor? He's like, I'm a gynecologist. And I'm like, my skin's crawling. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. So, you know, like, ve very stereotypical, like, with the story. There's always the... Uh, conversations that you have as a bartender in this case. So you have both Julia and Paul serving as the bartender, depending yeah. on where the other person is. Uh, so when Paul was working the bar, he had the one uh, cougar approach him, uh, mm -hmm. basically ask for like a gin and a clove soda. Uh, and, you know, she was heavily flirting with him. Uh, and then, you know, she's one of them who gets, like, ripped wide open, uh, by one of the killer wasps, and then, you know, Julia deals with the creep, uh, with the mustache, uh, the, the very gentleman-looking guy who's just like, oh, I'll make whatever you're having. Yeah. Although, I have to say, at one point, I get a lot, I got really annoyed at Julia when she's inside the house talking to the housekeeper, and she's bonding, and mm -hmm. you're, you're supposed to be, like, sweet on, on Julia, because, like, oh, well... Her dad's passed, and she's making a go of this business. <clears throat> well, the other dude is just, like, doing all the heavy lifting, doing all the work. And I'm like... <laughs> she's just hanging out. I mean, he's also, <laughs> he's also getting going? high on the job. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. With the musician. Yeah, and then, he's and then he comes so back and he's like, sober. thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tells him she can smell uh, the pot on him. Too, which was a weird well, kind maybe of she'd been out there like hauling like chairs and tables too then you wouldn't have gone high 
But again, like, he's putting out tables. He doesn't have to be sober. <laughs> that is true. All right. Yeah, that's right. There was some, oh, so I was going to say, too. So they were kind of doing the traditional with couple thing with the main characters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're going to get together. And, and I thought they were kind of it seemed like they were going the direction, like you were saying, of like, he's going to become more heroic and then she'll fall for him. Right. And they kind of did a cool twist where she became like more heroic, like Ah. when he's getting attacked by the giant wasp and she kills it. And then, uh, and she's got a Ripley moment. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like they were going to do that, which would have, I feel like was the way to go. And they kind of did do that where, Mm -hmm. He became sort of the damsel in distress, and then she yeah. saves him. But then they have that car accident, and then he she's completely knocked out, and he wakes up. And I was like, "This is BS!" Like he's been impaled through the chest with a he also, thing. He had his hand eaten off, and he was thing. holding on to the wa- the the flaming wasp, yeah, and the while driving and not feeling anything. I mean, that's gotta really drain you. But then he wakes up first and ends up saving her. And I was like, no, 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 they should have, it should have been, he's taken way too much damage to be the one to wake up first and save her in that situation. And then they want to bang with a bunch of EMTs outside, like. But then, yeah, which that was just like amazing because they like, you know, the earlier they had that awkward, do you like making out scene? Yeah. And then they actually. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, are they really going to do this? Are they going to actually show, are they going to have sex in the back of the thing? And it's going to be in the movie. Like, it's a full, we're having a sex scene now after (laughs) the end of the movie, essentially. Mm -hmm. And we're having a sex scene. Although it might have been saved. And, you know, when one of those EMTs or, or, you know, uh, emergency response people... Like when he they get found out and they're like, oh, okay, and he closes the door. It would have been funnier if he just like whipped out a cigarette. It was just like, all right, let's see this show. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, I mean, they, didn't make a- they immediately just skipped the foreplay. They didn't even do any making out. They just went straight into it. Now, I mean, do you guys think that if you were in a high pressure life or death <laughs> such as that, that you wouldn't spend more time running away than you'd like? <laughs> Not finish the running away part and then try to get down. I know. Like, <laughs> How about you, T? Do you think that you would, you would be like, yeah, let's have some sex right now? <laughs> yeah. Instead of. I mean, if life's just a bee booby, then why the hell not? Mm-hmm. I guess so. I feel like they could have earned that moment more oh. if things had been more, as we've been wanting, talking about this, more crazy, more over the top. Then something like that, I think, could have been more crazy, more over the top. Explain yourself. (laughs) In terms of just like the relationship, their relationship, and just kind of everything, more Evil Dead too. Just kind of like truly insane stuff. Then it's like when you're so in the realm of not the real world that oh, it's like, stuff I like that see. starts to work better. I Where think. you're like kind of not right in the head after everything that you've been, that you've been thoroughly traumatized. Mm. I see. I feel like this movie on one hand, you know, it's horror comedy is the tricky thing is it's like, you want to have the, there needs to be stakes. You have to sort of worry or want the characters to survive and to get out of it. And there for there to be real danger. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, there's comedy, which sort of diffuses the danger. And so this movie, I feel like, did a awkward job at walking that line where... It, you know, yeah, it and the stakes are fairly low. I mm-hmm. mean, when you start life and death, but when, like, she's really worried about the business, but the business is all of, like, one European tiny truck with, like, four rolling tables and a couple of chairs. And I thought to myself... You can rebuild. <laughs> you know? and she's like, oh no, the business, the business will fail. You know, you can just rename it too. You know, like, I don't think anybody's keeping track of you like this. Like, it just doesn't seem like very, like, you know, oh, my dad's gone now. I really got to keep the business going. You mean the four tables that you lug around the fucking countryside? Okay. <laughs> and she even says at the end of the movie, she was like, you know, like, oh, what a joke, like, I, you know, that I'm trying to do this. And it was weird. Yeah, it's completely it, legitimate. It's fine. Yeah. That's the thing. This movie, like, as sort of a, when you sort of talk about, like, typical sort of like the way a movie should be set up, in the beginning, very beginning of the movie, when she's talking about how the whole situation with her dad and the business and she's taking over and she needs to make it work. Like, that's that character's, like, that's her, like, thing for the movie. And unfortunately, they just kind of dropped it. Yeah. Like, at the ending of the movie, the resolution should have directly tied into, like, her taking charge and learning how to, like, run things. It should have been Yeah. Her. And yeah. They, it felt like, I mentioned before, it felt like they tried to sort of Where she's, that, like, you know, killing the wasp mm. and being all, like, Amazonian and shit. Yeah, like, she should have been the hero. That would have been nice. But it felt like they were making him more the hero than her at a lot yeah. of the time, and so... And the ending, like, we were we were already criticizing the the, the effects with the, the wasp of flame. Mm. But, I mean, the whole, like, I'm not leaving you. Because, I mean, he's they're having a full-on conversation. He's completely, like, not feeling like his burning hand as he's holding on to this, you know, flaming wasp. And the I know it's a B movie, but it kind of bothered me a lot. <laughs> I'm like, for fuck's sake, you're holding on to a, like a burning thing. Like, why aren't you crying a little bit? And why are you having like this like cute moment? She's like, I'm not leaving you. It was like you know? uh, the Thelma and Louise. Yeah. They hold hands and like it, drive into the tree, not off the cliff. But maybe, uh, maybe yeah. his nerves were just shot. Yeah. I was going to try that one. Plus, I mean, yeah, I don't know. They smashed it, which I guess was a good idea. That was, that was a very good like, idea. I mean, that fucking wasp wasn't giving up. That was a but, That's uh, the thing to do. Yeah. And then, like, but then I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, when, when they were going through, like, the whole, like, human growth hormone aspect, trying to, like, explain the science out of the shit. The only thing I could think of at that moment was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and I just kept thinking of those fucking dandelions. <laughs> because it's the same thing. The ooze, you know, was in the ground. Yeah, everything yeah. was growing ridiculous, and I was like, oh, there you go. So, who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe there's a connection there with uh, murder wasps and uh, the giant dandelions. I don't know. And plus, there could be like a rat down there that gets transformed into a, te- a martial arts teacher. I don't think we have anything to worry about because even though we're putting so much crap down the drain, I've, I've, I think I've heard somewhere that uh, there's a lot of antidepressants in in sewer dwelling animals and in like fish in the ocean because of 
how much they're being consumed by people and discarded. I don't know. So they're, they're chill. They're chill. There, there, there's a lot of similarities between, uh, well, shit, what's the guy's name in this movie? The, the, the hunchback, uh, Sydney. There's a lot of similarities between Sydney and Baxter Stockman, who's one of the turtle villains. <laughs> Cause he's like a mutant housefly. With like I, re- I did really like his dirty glasses that he continues to wear throughout the movie. Like that's a good like mm-hmm. horror movie trope where it's like a need these, even though they're like so smudged. Yeah, they're completely scratched up to the point you can't even see. Them. And, like one glance is like half gone. I've always I've always liked that trope. Just keep it, keep it. He kind of reminded me of Doctor Octopus from the Ooh. Spider-Man movie, where the tentacles talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> tell him what to do like that was kind of like kinda cool. what was going on with his little watch you know when i step back and i look at the whole movie like it was a lot it was a lot of fun and they did give you a lot of different experiences so you you go through different the different acts are well defined and they are interesting i mean even after the whole like warlike, you know running through the house as it's getting demolished by these wasps and then you 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 get the the fight scene in the garden, and then you know everybody gets knocked out. Cut over to like in the lair of the wasp. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's there it was it was a lot of fun stuff going on, and and then and then of course the uh, the big uh, explosion, which is absolutely necessary because you kill it with fire. Those sternos, did you see the stern with the sternos? I saw them like. Hmm. I well, I was like. Hmm. I, I, I that's one of those things where it's like I hate to be nitpicky on movies like this, mm-hmm. but Sterno is designed specifically to burn slowly and not be explosive. <laughs> so piling up a bunch of Sterno and throwing a match is not going to cause an explosion. <laughs> it's just going to warm up some bugs. Yeah, it's just going <laughs> to make a little low flame. But eh, whatever, it's okay. You'd think some of this German engineer would actually have been a little better. <laughs> but it's a it's a like, yeah, like we're like I was saying at the beginning, it's a real movie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this director ends up being able to do more movies after this because mm-hmm. I feel like that's it's like if you can make a low budget movie and make it feel like a real movie, then it's pretty you're good, kind actually, of yeah. into the Hollywood system at that point. I would agree because you know, as like I said before, as we all know. It's not nearly as easy as people think to mm-hmm. act and to make a movie. Right. Like you can't just throw some people in front of a camera. Even with but horror, the magic which is, happened. horror is considered to be like the easiest, most profitable genre to make movies in. But even still, like it has to be a real movie. It can't just be yeah. And <laughs> and I, and then like you were saying, you know, like acting is is it's not a given. Like you really mm-hmm. have to invest in your actors. And they can really break a movie. And none of these actors broke the movie. No, yeah, they were all good. They were all good, yeah. Even the little side characters were all good. Yeah, I didn't mind them at all. Like, even some of the the ones that died right away, you could tell were, like, maybe somebody's brother or sister. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, being involved with the movie. Yeah. Where you're like, "Mm, but they they weren't given any lines. They were just kind of, like, flailing around. And you're like, or they're like a local local community theater actor that they hired. But all of the all of the speaking characters were um, I thought were decent actors, including even the I remember thinking the housekeeper I thought was pretty good. He kept the main actor kept reminding me of Dennis Quaid's son, who is becoming a really popular actor. He's he plays Huey in The Boys. Oh, okay, okay. The Boys I did not know that. Uh, 
That's oh, yeah. He is young Dennis Quaid. And this well, he's no young Dennis Quaid. He's not. <laughs> exactly. With that, I kept thinking, is that him? Is that him? It's like, no, that's not him. It's not him. Mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid was really hot when he was young. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, he is. Baby Huey. <laughs> I kept trying to figure out who. Is it Jack? I to figure out who. Jack Quaid. Jack. I think it's Jack. What's his name? I think it's Jack Quaid. Is the son? Is that it? Is it, is Jack Quaid. Whoever the guy Jack is that plays Quaid? Huey in the boys. Mm, that's a is, hard name to say, Jack Quaid. If you want to Jack pronounce Quaid. the K in the Q, Jack Quaid. Yeah, because he Quaid. was he was also in uh, the last screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. I kept thinking it. Was the oh, I like him a lot. Actually, actually. I like the boys. Come on, guys. Yeah. But, uh, and I kept trying to figure out who was actually a German actor doing an American Ooh, accent. Did you figure it out? <laughs> I think just side characters. Yes. I, I was wondering if the main guy was maybe a European actor doing an American accent. No, I, I thought he did sure. a pretty good job doing yeah. American uh, and slash acting job. I've seen, like, um, well, actually, I feel like a lot of, um, you know, European actors tend to do a really good job doing American, <laughs> like, accents and American acting. Very once in a while, I'm like, nope, nope, that's not working. But for the most part, they they got it down. Yeah, that's like, it's when I you're know. shocked. It's like uh, the kid that plays Peter Parker, now Spider-Man. Um, Tom, um, Todd Hull, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. He has a super thick British accent. And when I saw an interview with him, I, I did a double take because I completely forgot that he was British. Because he <laughs> does a really good American accent, for sure. I haven't seen I mean, I feel, like, I feel really bad. I haven't seen enough of his stuff. I mean, because I haven't really been keeping up with the uh, the Marvel Universe. There's just so many. Well, and then... <laughs> well horror-related, we have a Sam Raimi. Oh, uh, that's right. The new Doctor Strange, which I'm yep. looking forward to. That's going to be really cool. Oh, I might have to watch a shit ton of movies, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you can watch them out of... You don't have to watch them. I feel like things. you say that, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> Wait, we're getting off track here. Bro. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was getting ready to talk about Zendaya. No, but, uh... <laughs> is, there, is there a... No. no, no, she's just great. I don't know. There there might be plenty of Evil Dead 2 nods in the multiverse. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so all in all, you know, just the the idea of mutant wasp cows is just very yeah. very bewildering to me, and you know, it kind of kind of reminded me a bit of like the end of like Zombieverse when they set up the potential sequel that still hasn't been made in Zombies. <laughs> Which needs to happen. Like, come on. Like, you know, that, that needs to be the next. We need we need more literal B-movies and not just B-movies. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. But I mean, like, um, and there's, they don't have to be bad. They can be awesome. I mean, my favorite, one of my, well, it's a long time ago, but where was it? Um, was it Planet Night? No, it was uh, Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. Monsters from the Id. That movie fucking rocked. So they don't have to be bad. No, they yeah, could be was, amazing. Definitely. It was her dad the whole time. So creepy. <laughs> so creepy. But this one, yeah, we ended with the cows. That's the thing. I would have liked to see more, like maybe that with the mutant sort of different wasp, sizes. cow, like mm-hmm. different creatures. Where it's like, like a hybrid. chicken, so it's only like this big, yeah. but it's fat. Yeah, we only got yeah. dog and human. 
Because, I mean, like, the cow one, by the time we got to cow, I'm like, well, shit, game over. I mean, look at the size of these fuckers. There's no getting away from it now. They're gigantic, and they look like they morphed into, like, a different species of wasp. Because, like, they had, like, bumps on their on the, the back part of their bodies. Yeah, they had the, that kind of tail thing that looks like another Beetle insect. almost, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Explain the science, you know. Yeah. yeah. Lore. <laughs> More lore. More That's lore. Needed in this one a little bit. Yeah, just wait, until, just wait until it catches the cheetah at some point. Then there's no outrunning it, you know? They definitely needed that 50s, the guy, like, the, uh, the guy in the lab scientist. coat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Maybe, like, they got a crazy, like, you know, by accident batch of mm-hmm. chemicals that they shouldn't have, ca- you know, gotten. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the scientists had to drive there to stop them from using it. Well, I guess if they had the trioxin there, like, that means it fell off the back of the truck over in that area as well. Yeah, but you know, I, I love, you know, uh, Return of the Living Dead, but I didn't even catch that because I didn't commit mm. that name to memory. There was, oh, and I have to point out, too, in terms of the romance being kind of rough between the two characters, I was looking at the little trivia thing, too, in the movie, and it mentioned that the opening scene where they're interacting with each other at the beginning of the movie was actually added in reshoots, which is kind of mind-blowing that that's literally the only scene where they, like, interact, interact with, with each, each other. other. Like, really? That was an afterthought? And they were like, mm, maybe we just throw it in there. And the fact that they felt the need to have her take her shirt off in yeah. that scene, too. What? It's like, I guess they were like, oh, we have to give a reason why he likes her. It's like, <laughs> what? Although, really? like, <laughs> I, I was pretty, and we, so uh, the three of us were watching the movie, so John, myself, and my husband, Joe. Mm-hmm. And so when the scene came up, Joe had, just before the scene started, where she t- or the part where she takes off her shirt, he had gone up to go to leave the room. And I started criticizing, like, oh, my God, one of these scenes. And then Joe's like, whoa, and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I guess it still does work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, never mind. I guess, you know, for the cheap seats. <laughs> and, and the thing is, if anything, they needed in that scene, if they were going to reshoot that to sort of help the romance, they should have ha- put something in there that shows why she would be attracted to him more than the other way around, really. But. What can you do? That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're critics and not movie makers. Mm-hmm. See, the, ob- like the, the obvious thing at that point would have just been to spill something on the guy's pants. You know, you got to go one well, for yeah. one. And then he takes his pants off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like also, I, I love, because uh, they have the Starbucks cup, which I was like, you know, they got that Starbucks cup so they could be like, we're in America. <laughs> They, there's actually several of those in the beginning of the movie. They have the Starbucks cup, and then when they pull up to the house, there's an American flag on a pole. Oh, I missed that. Uh, We're in America now. Totally. This is America. And But also, there's a line that just reminded me, because that stood out to me, where uh, the guy makes a comment about how everybody's on antidepressants and how drugs are turning everyone into zombies. But he says... Drugs are turning the entire American population into zombies. American population. Like, wow, no, it's like they're really like trying to drive up like this. I totally America. missed all of that. I missed it. But you would never say that, of course. Like no. if you're in Europe 
we're very American centric here in America. We don't even have to say America. We just say the internet and assume that everybody on it is from yeah. America. I know, totally. <laughs> like even, yeah, even on the internet, everyone is from America. And then the Reddit people get really upset. I'm from the UK. I'm from Australia. I'm like, what are you? I <laughs> Shouldn't you be napping right now? Yeah, but our culture is what's really important here. So <laughs> we, we will send you a flag immediately. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that definitely, definitely kind of like, could, you know, I, this is 2015. There, mm-hmm. Did this come out at the same time as the other kind of like birdemic and all the, there was that kind of flurry of nature horror movies that like all. Which ones? Like, like the birdemic of. and. Uh, the, birdemic were, was earlier. That was in 2010. Oh, okay. And then, like, the Sharknado movies. And, that was late. I mean, that's got to be a lot earlier than that's that. That's earlier, too. It was like, uh, 2013. Oh, no. That's pretty close. I can go Sharknado. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the nature horror movies are always kind of a genre, popular genre. But yeah, there was that right. period kind of in the early 2000s-ish or a while ago where there was a whole bunch of those oh. nature run amok. Nature run amok. Turns out it's man. Fear of it. Man man was the problem, you know? You know, a guy was just trying to look out for his mom, so she had plants to look at, and then, you know, we got mutant wasps, so. And he just mixed them for no reason, too. He didn't even (laughs) have... Did you look at the label, at least? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even have, like, even a throwaway explanation for why he would mix those two things together. Yeah, he was just like, well, I threw some Viagra in there, too. I know. I threw some human growth hormone in the, in the soil and mixed it together. I like, figured, amp it up. <laughs> we had extra. Well, it worked. Rid of it. <laughs> Maybe it was just trying to grow a beanstalk. You don't know. It didn't yeah, affect yeah. any other animals, by the way. It yeah. only affected the wasps. Mm-hmm. They would be cool if there was like a giant earthworm for no reason. And yeah, it was for a, a tremor's <laughs> nod? Yeah, yeah. Mutant groundhogs. Or, uh... <laughs> What are those ones that dig around? Is it groundhogs? The ones that dig moles. Yeah, moles. Because they have those big clawed hands. So they can be a human size and just be really creepy and just a little sexually threatening. They have those big digging claws that they use to that they can claw people with. All right, this is getting out of control. (laughs) How long have we been been filming? recording <laughs> uh yeah filming yeah yeah that's that's the word we're, we're close to an hour uh so so looking ahead obviously we are ending the uh the month of april uh so we will be starting a new phobia uh so throughout may we will be looking at the fear of age which is jeroscophobia uh, so I, I know we were kind of like discussing a couple of movies that we wanted to do. Um, John, you've typically been getting the first pick. So if you had a preference between the lot that we had selected to tackle first, uh, you know, I know we were talking about like the visit, uh, the taking Dipper Logan. We were talking about Relic and a few others. Uh, Debra. Pick Debra. Debra. The taking of Deborah Logan, if that's if I got the name right, I love that movie. So let's do it. Nice. We'll do that one. I can't. I can't decide. Ooh. I feel like we, I have to. We have to look 
Let's do a little searching too and see if we can come. Well, like, you know, we it, it doesn't have to just be like movies where people are actually aging. Mm-hmm. It could be just movies yeah. also where people are trying to avoid aging. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to suggest Death Becomes Her because I feel like that's just way more of a dark comedy than a horror movie. Yeah. Not genre, not not appropriate for what we're trying to do, but mm-hmm. I do love the movie. <laughs> but I mean, you know, movies where like people just fuck up their faces because they're trying to stay young too. I mean, does it count? Does there almost could be certain like vampire type movies, mm-hmm. depending on like exactly how they take it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't Kronos almost kind <gasps> of a potentially sort of a fear of aging movie? I think so. I have to like maybe look at that. Yes! I love that movie too, and I haven't seen it in like ten years. But look to see if it is more of a. I don't know. I have to because it might be a little too, too vampire or virusy. Right because, I mean, basically the strain is based off of Kronos in a couple of different ways. And that's, you know, they took it a different way. I mean, because that's what that guy in, in that movie is trying to get to, right? To yeah. It's just immortality or you know, whatever. I mean, if I had billions, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel I'd feed the poor, too. but you know. <laughs> And then it's serums. Do you know what you want to pick at all? For that one, for this one? Um, I do have one, but it's more of a minor one for this phobia, okay. but it does have a character that kind of centralizes around plastic surgery. Oh. Ooh. What is it? What is it? I won't steal it. Uh, well, it's probably not even one that you'd think of. I was thinking <laughs> Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. That sounds really fun. I don't think I've actually watched that movie. I haven't. That, that's really the one with, um, what's his name from, I'm totally blanking on his name. The, uh, he was famous for a while. He was in the AI movie, right? Um, the last, isn't, am I mixing up two movies? Because there's a Repo movie. Well, they're but they have very similar concepts because Repo Man in yeah. both cases go for organs. You know what I'm talking about, right? There's yeah, it's, it's so it is two different movies. It's not the one with um, the guy. You know, have you seen the AI movie? I'm trying the to remember. Okay, the there's Repo yeah, Men that came out in like 2010. Oh, um, so there's one with Jude well, not Law Gattaca, but. Uh... But it's repo. It's like when oh, they repo, possess uh, organs, right? <gasps> but that's a different movie than the one, one you're together. talking oh, okay. about, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've seen the 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 mm. genetic opera one. Nice. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's one. It's one of the few uh, horror slash musicals. Not oh, not, not not too many of them. Uh, but it, I mean, there's also other ones, uh, but this was one that like really gained traction and they kind of did like a roadshow type setup when they were like touring, which was pretty interesting when the film came out. Isn't it, uh, I think the band did, is the band Skinny Puppy the one who did, did they do music for it? I'm not sure. I thought there was like an industrial band, like Nine Inch Nails type of band that helped do the music for the for that movie but i'm not sure i just remember reading something or seeing something about that yeah this one was directed by a darren lynn bowsman who did saw oh nice and, and you're picking i don't know what to pick yeah i want to look around before i decide yeah 
maybe yeah chronos could be good if it's really like if it's age a, related if it, right and we have to watch that one again and then uh, which i kind of think it I, and i wouldn't mind doing a little bit of research because i mean i know i just picked mine but there's also a fourth one out there that we can decide on so maybe we just do a little bit of research and we come back with like all right a knockout all right so next week to be determined you'll have to come back next week to find out what we'll be talking about of course i'll tweet it as soon as we know uh as well as the full lineup uh, for me. Unless you want to do the that one, the the repo one. That's... I started off with that. That's fine. We can do that. It's a, it's a pretty one quick one. Next and then uh, decide for the rest for the next one. I mean, we can do Deborah mm-hmm. after that one, since I know for sure I'd like to do that. One. That would be a good one. Yeah. That was. I just remember watching it and like being so impressed by mm-hmm. it that I would love to watch it again and with a purpose. Yeah. If I remember rightly, I was impressed because. I'm one of the few fans of found footage movies. Everyone always talks about how much they hate found footage movies. I, I like them. Them too, yeah. And if I remember, they did get right, overdone, but yeah. But if I remember correctly, this that movie is a found footage movie, but they cleverly uh, got around the whole crappy filmmaking thing by saying it's a professional documentary, so yeah. it's able to look professional and feel like a real movie and still be found footage too. That's good. good. All right. So then next week we'll do, we'll start with Repo, the Genetic Opera, which was released in 2008. Uh, Pretty quick runtime. It's only like 98 minutes. Uh, But there is like the Devil's Carnival. And I think there's like one more, like it's an actual like trilogy uh, that they, that they go through, but some, some very interesting characters. And it's got a lot of that futuristic sci-fi uh, or ordeals as well, a lot of like billboard lighting, but it is a musical, so not something that we typically would would cover. Uh, but this is like one of the soundtracks that like I still play very frequently when I'm listening to you know just random playlists. Nice, yeah, cool. yeah. And uh, it, yeah. Has, it also has Paris Hilton in one of her few <laughs> horror roles, and I know a lot of people shit on the House of Wax remake. I'm not one of those people. I think that one's pretty underrated, but she's a pretty some pretty interesting scenes in this one too. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're the same age, almost. Paris. She's a little older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Like, I don't think I saw the wax one, but I remember there were some people saying like, "It's actually a good movie." <laughs> like, it's not like everyone was like, "Oh, of course it's gonna suck if, if yeah. Paris Hilton's yeah. in." Like, that it actually turned out to be legit. Yeah. Nice. Mm, okay. All right. So repo next week. Uh, but for now, guys, we will call it here. So if you guys are looking to contact the show, of course, you can find us uh, over on social media on Twitter at handle with scare. You can find our video content on YouTube at youtube.com slash handle with scare pod. And of course, uh, we have our website handle with scarepod.com. Uh, but for now, I hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Uh, go check out Repo ahead of next week's episode, and we'll let you know all of the movies we will be discussing for the rest of the month uh, here, probably over the weekend or early next week at the very latest. Uh, but, you know, for now, guys, take care, have a good night, and we'll, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.